This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. We're back with another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Paul Zartman. Paul, what a what a heck of a dynamite we just witnessed. Blood and guts lived wow. up to the expectations, probably exceeded the expectations in, in some standpoints. Yeah, blood, guts, and butts. That seemed to be the theme for tonight's show. Yeah, uh, at least that was blurred. Yes. But, yeah, the, the first time. The first time, you're right. <laughs> a lot of tight pulling tonight going on, but uh, what yeah. a show, what a card, good card coming up next week. I mean, uh, oh, absolutely. What a build up to this event. You know, we were supposed to get blood and guts last year from New Jersey. It was going to be the inner circle versus the elite, and uh, it was worth the wait. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, honestly, in my opinion, I enjoyed the stampede, uh, the stadium stampede with the inner circle and the elite. I think the pinnacle inner circle was a much better blood and guts than I think we would have gotten with the elite. I agree. Um, two more aggressive teams. Yeah, um, I think um, a lot of blood. I, I told you before the match, I thought all 10 guys would get busted open. I don't think all 10 got busted open. I think seven or eight of them. did. Uh, Spears. I don't think did. And then Wardlow and Hager, I think, were the only other two. I couldn't tell if Santana or Ortiz. I didn't think they did either. They uh, their paint. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. There was Everybody had blood on them, whether yeah. it was their own or somebody else's. But Sammy, Jericho, <laughs> FTR, um, and MJF definitely all got busted open. I was surprised with MJF. Last time he got busted open, that was a pathetic <laughs> job. But There, there was no, uh, no, no uh, pathetic uh, no. bleeds tonight. No, that's for sure. We even got Cody Rhodes bleeding, which, what's a big Cody yeah. match without Cody bleeding? What's a big Rhodes match without a Rhodes bleeding? <laughs> that's a good point. Good <laughs> point. Uh, so we got a lot to break down from tonight's episode, but first let's go ahead and get into this week's Being the Elite. It was episode 254, titled Trick Shot. <laughs> it uh, opened up with the Young Bucks showing off their ring gear from last week's Dynamite. They got close-up shots of their Nike Jordan 11 adapts. The two were taking some pictures. Shoe game strong like it is every week for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, then uh, we get we see Nick uh, looking for a basketball that got stuck above some ceiling panels and he can't find it. He installed a mini hoop, lost the ball up there, couldn't find it. Insulation's coming down, getting in his mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> uh, we then see the, the two uh, brothers make their way for another photo shoot and they're talking about their ring gear. They say some of the other people don't quite get their look and mention how hot it is in Jacksonville. Nick says people are probably saying they wish they looked as cool as the Young Bucks. Yeah, and a uh, nice shout-out to Bret Hart, uh, mm-hmm. an old commercial he did. I wouldn't mind seeing the Young Bucks do a, a revamp of that commercial. Hey, Bret, that commercial from the 90s yep. of the kid and Bret. Yeah, iconic. Yes. I always have to love a, a shout-out to the hitman. Oh, Absolutely. So, then we see Dark Order in their hangout. Uh, the group's uh, cheering off 10 after his uh, AEW TNT title loss to Darby Allen last week. 10 says it's the biggest match of his career and that he's lost. And his mask is ruined now. The group all talks about things they've lost. Uh, Stu Grayson starts bugging out again about a girl sitting up on the chair. But there actually is one this time. Tay Conte waves at the group and reminds them that she lost her title match too. 
Colt Cabana realizes they are probably losing BTE viewers right this second since Hangman Page isn't with them. They decide to go look for John Silver and start looking inside everything in the room trying to find him. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I was going to uh, do a Colt Cabana and just sit here and rub my eye for the whole Dark Order bit, but I figured that would be a little too excessive. Yeah, I would I would I would have uh, gave it an A for effort. So. <laughs> I I couldn't pull it off the way he did though. No, very few can. Yeah. Then, then we saw some trick shots from um, Nick Jackson. He throws a ball up on his roof. It rolls down through the net of a toy basketball hoop as his kids cheer pretty cool i wonder how many takes that took him <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring that up oh i will <laughs> uh then we see ryan nimeth uh trying to help jd drake put his jacket on but too small apparently it was peter avalon's jacket they go try to go find him and hear some people talking nearby it sounds a bit erotic i guess yeah. you could say then they see avalon and caesar benoni nearby and avalon is just trimming benoni's mustache and ryan nimeth says man i gotta grow a mustache you know, I didn't realize how much he looked like his brother until this week's BTE. Quite a bit. Good Lord. Quite a bit. And I think that was his brother's shirt he was wearing, too, just so we're on the same page here. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Then we see the Elite hanging out in their limo uh, last on last week on one of the Dynamite segments. Matt said he'd like to move forward and avoid the doing the two-sweet hand gesture. Instead, do the, the elite three-finger hand gesture. Gals and Anderson are trying it with each other, and they're trying to learn how to do it properly. And, of course, they're doing it all in sexual ways. Gallows makes a joke about his hat, and uh, Matt tells Cutler to, Cutler to cut the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Leave it to... Um the good brothers to not be so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, they, they about cracked Matt a few times during that, during that bit. So, yes. Yes. Uh, that was a good little bit though. We then see Stu Grayson, uh, finds Cutler and asks him to go with him on an adventure. He wants to hunt, hunt down the girl from last week that he knows exists. Grayson sees Anna Jay at a distance and runs over to her. When he turns her around, it's actually powerhouse hops. <laughs> Grayson <laughs> runs away from him as powerhouse hops chases him. <laughs> that was, Stu, Stu, Stu might be the best thing going on BTE right now. Yeah, uh, this this hunt for this missing woman is absolutely fantastic. And the fact that we get to see just a glimpse of her every single week makes it mm -hmm. that much better. Yep. Uh, I'm really uh, interested in seeing where this is going to go. Yeah. We then see Nyla Rose and Ryzen bump into Benoni and uh, Avalon in the hallway. They ask about a donation, but the guys decide to pass, saying, eh, Peter just came back. He just returned. Uh, Nyla Rose starts acting really strange, starts acting like she's being possessed. Ryzen <laughs> says uh, she can see their future. During all of this, Vicky Guerrero's hands come up from Ryzen's clothes and steals Peter Avalon's phone, and she tries to take something from Benoni, but he smacks her hand away. The group heads off, and then Peter realizes they took his phone. I just watched this bit, and I'm like, what is going on here? I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't understand. It, it's, it goes back to eating too many blue chews. <laughs> yeah. That was his big idea. Yeah. Um, and that really showed with the position of Vicky's hand, but it just felt creepy. Yeah, it did. It was, I, I just, I don't enjoy the church merch stuff. No. I mean, no. It's got to be a regular bit, it looks like, every week, but not, not a fan of it, at least right now. It could all change next week. We never yeah. know. All it takes is one good bit. Yep. And backstage, we get the Young Bucks um, showing off their expensive Adapt sneakers that feature laces that automatically <laughs> tighten. I didn't even know that was a thing. I did. They I mean, I heard. Side. Yeah. Um, all this is controlled by an app, which takes a while to work. Matt and Nick are about to go out and wrestle, and even though Matt said... Uh, he charged them. He charged his phone all day. His phone's about to die. It's on low battery. Maybe the shoes on low battery. I'm not lose sure. the shoes. Yeah. Um, he's worried he may lose them during the shoot because they're they're really loose. I'm thinking TK is probably thinking, oh my god, guys, like why? why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. The <laughs> the left shoe was at like 16 percent, and the right shoe was at like 60 something. So, oh, man, I can't imagine. But no. Uh, no, Man, I we, bet and TK says no more yeah, self-tying shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean that that's cool. The cool technology. Yeah, out there. absolutely. I didn't, I didn't even know that existed. Then we see Matt Jackson close the show, hitting another basketball trick shot, and he did it on a slipping slide this time. Yeah, yeah, I like that part. You know, ah, oh, 
hey, good job, dad. It's because I'm the best dad ever, yeah. or best dad in the world, or whatever it was. You know, it, I enjoy the heel bucks because, I mean, we're both fans of the bucks, of course, and we're going to be even though they're heels, but they are, <laughs> exactly, they are so easy to dislike, though. They're characters. Yes. I mean, they're yes. just, like, yeah. tonight, when we get to talk about tonight, it's like, oh, my God, like, part of me kind of wants them to drop the titles coming up soon, but <laughs> that, that's... Yeah. Uh, well, if they drop the tag titles, I've got a belt that says world's greatest dad, so I might have to uh, <laughs> challenge Nick to a match and say, look, Nick, we'll, I'll put it on the line. If you beat me, you get the belt. I would pay money to see you take a super kick from Nick Jackson. I would pay money to take a super kick from <laughs> Nick Jackson. <laughs> uh, let's set that up. Let's, let's contact who we need to All contact right. and get that All going. Right. So. Yeah. But let's get into tonight's uh, AW Dynamite. Of course, it's from Daly's Place. It was... I want to say it was live, but it was kind of a hybrid, half and half live, half and half taped. Um, of course, the structure of the Blood and Guts match takes two rings in a cage. They didn't want to move the cage up and down or in and out, or however they, it was constructed. Yeah. So what they did was they taped the other previous matches. I don't know if it was this week or sometime last week, but the rings were together, which was a nice little, um, I don't know, a little uh, <laughs> way to keep it. Yeah, yeah, way to keep it keep it there. going like it like it is live but yeah. uh, like twitter it was shown from people there they were showing the matches up on the screen but all the audio was from the live crowd tonight the crowd was yeah. hot all night tonight um and the live the, it was also i saw mentioned on twitter from somebody there that the bit with scorpio sky ethan page and darby was live you know which i wouldn't have guessed i would have thought that was no last yeah week too. yeah but, that's uh, uh actually something nice you know, way to keep that hybrid feeling going is have a few live spots, even though half your show's taped. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was a live crowd tonight, the biggest crowd they've had since the start of the pandemic. Um, TK mentioned today on busted open, it was about a little over 40%. So about 1500 uh, people or so. And he also said on busted open that it's going to be full capacity. A double or yes. nothing at Daly's Place come uh, May 30th, Memorial Day weekend, that's Sunday. So it's going to be uh, going to be a good time. It'll be great to get back to full crowds and start getting back to some normalcy. Yeah, there was a pretty large crowd tonight, though. I yeah, they were, noticed they were that. They were loud. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun. Absolutely. Um, the show kicked off tonight. We saw AW World Champion Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa, as he's called now. Don Callis versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Callis cut off J- Justin Roberts and he wanted to do his own announcement of Omega, but Callis says Omega isn't here tonight. A commentary saying they literally saw Omega backstage, so he's lying. Callis announces Nakazawa's got to wrestle Kingston and Moxley on his own. Uh, the duo make their way through the stands, but then Kenny blindsides them and attacks them with the title. So the match ends up starting. Uh, this match went about 12 minutes. Um, JR was wondering at one time if it was a tornado tag match because the ref- <laughs> referee seemed to lost control of things. JR likes to always point that stuff out. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we see Nakazawa hit a low blow on Kingston while the ref uh, tries to break up Omega Moxley at one point. Um, a lot of shots back and forth. Finally, towards the end of the match, um, Omega broke up a pin. Uh, then Kingston tossed him out to the floor. Omega can't get back in the ring. Kingston's literally holding the ropes for him, inviting him to come back in the ring. But Omega pretty much says, eh, screw it, and goes backstage. And Moxley's choking out Nakazawa. And then um, they hit him with a Larry half-and-half suplex combo for the 1-2-3. And then post-match, we see the Young Bucks coming out in some Hawaiian-looking gear. I saw (laughs) Mrs. Matt tweet that uh, Matt vacation's not for another couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and then while they're distracting them, the Good Brothers attack Kingston and Moxie from behind, hit the Magic Killer. Matt smashes Moxie with his sneaker and then super kicks him. Uh, hits another super kick on, on Kingston. That one's from Nick Jackson. Uh, Brandon Cutler's out, comes out with Omega on the stage. Kenny gets in the ring, talks to the camera for a moment, then hits one wing angel on Eddie Kingston. And Nick Jackson does a mocking one, two, three count, a lot more taunting. Yeah, and uh, normally I'm the one who catches the little things, and you caught a little detail this week that I missed. Yeah, I caught they 
they gave a flash of Nick one time. I'm like, that looked like he had silver in his nose. And then the Young Bucks tweeted later on the match, new bio out, and there's something like, check out Nick's new bling. And then Nick even put it on Instagram. He's got a boring in his nose. Mm. I don't Wonder know if, if it's, it's I don't know if it's real or fake. I'm betting it's one of those little fake ones that yeah. you just shove up there and probably call it a day. Probably. So but yeah, the Bucks are uh they're full gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. Um I didn't get to catch much of the match, but I did catch the post match. Really. And... It went on longer than I thought it would, <laughs> to be honest, because with Nakazawa involved, but you didn't miss a lot. Um the post match was the important thing. Um, yeah, I think this is leading to Young Bucks versus Mox and Kingston for the tag titles a double or nothing. I I'll agree with you on that one. I think uh, we see them retain until double or nothing, mm-hmm. and I, I I'm still torn though. I don't know if uh, the Bucks drop the belts at double or nothing, but uh, they've done crazier things. Or if they don't want to split up SCU next week, which Spoiler alert, I guess. Later on <laughs> I was show. trying to avoid that uh, one. I worked myself into the corner there. So I worked <laughs> myself right into a shoot. Um, I mean, I guess they could put the titles on SCU, and then we could still get a tag match in, in some kind of stipulation or, or some kind of specialty match between Moxley and Kingston versus the Bucks at double or nothing just without the titles on the line. I'd still be okay with that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I just think I think we're going to get a, those four in a match. I mean, just the way the Bucks came out, how that camera was shooting that, just made a lot of sense. And with the, the stories the last few weeks leading up to tonight. Yep. So, we'll find out probably next week for sure. Yeah, the road definitely started tonight for Double or Nothing. Actually, probably started last week, but we, we are finally getting some matches, matches announced. Like, for instance, AW Women's World Champion Hakara. She does got to be defending against Britt Baker. At double or nothing on May 30th, something you and I have been speculating for months. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of know what the result of that match is going to be, but you never yeah. know, I guess. We'll put it in our predictions and see who wins. Yep. Yep. We got to start thinking about predictions a few weeks out. Yep. We then saw a rivalry that's finally come to head. It's been building for a while. QT Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> or uh, Mar. Mar- I heard him on a podcast today. He's still saying it's Marshall. The announcers are saying Marshall. So I'll say QT Marshall is out with the factory against uh, Cody Rhodes, who's out with his manager, Arn Anderson. Fun match here. Yeah. Um, I got to say, QT might be the most improved guy in the ring since the uh, start of Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I'd say since the start of AEW, honestly. Yep. Uh, you know, he's went from Cody's friend to a pretty good in wing in ring worker. I remember, um, watching all the BTEs leading up to AEW being a thing. And QT just stood in the background and ate an apple. And that's yep. all he did. And you're like, why is this guy here? What is the point? They never really mentioned him. They didn't do much. He just ate an apple and then it was, Hey, QT have an apple or, you know, something like that. And now he's talked about all over the place. Yeah, I saw, I remember um, Jericho knocking him out on yeah. one of the road twos. So, yeah. But yeah. he's uh, more than just Cody's friend now. So. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Cody did come out to his uh, theme song still with Snoop Dogg in it. I was hoping we'd get his old theme song without Snoop, but I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon, Paul. No, um, sadly, I don't think so. I, I'd be okay even without the prelude section if you went back to the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just get rid of the Snoop Dogg part. It yeah, doesn't. It's... It was nice during the Go Big Show, sure. but now, just you don't need it. Maybe, maybe one a double or nothing when they have full capacity because I feel like the crowd likes to sing that song. It's probably number two behind Judas. Or probably number three behind Judas and Jungle Boy's song. No. Yeah, now that Jungle Boy's got a new one. Exactly, and they can't. You can't really sing because when it gets to that rap part, it's hard Mm-mm. to follow along. It just destroys it. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of action in this match. A lot of back and forth. Uh, we did see one, um, seg- one one segment during this match that uh, Orn Anderson got tossed from ringside because he. Uh, he was going at it with QT Marshall. They were brawling on the outside. He was mm-hmm. grinding Marshall's face to the ring post. 
which I know a lot of people are like, this doesn't cause a disqualification. Well, AEW's pretty much stated there's really not going to be too many disqualifications ever. Yeah. So, I mean, there hasn't been too many. I can't even really remember one since October 2019. So, kind of have given up on that. Um, yeah. But uh, we saw a lot of back and forth. We saw Cody hit a, a top rope moonsault for a two count. Uh, we saw Cody go for a Cody cutter, but got caught in midair. And, and then QT hit a crossroads for a close two count. And QT looked for a diamond cutter, but didn't get it. Tried for a power bomb that had a reset. Then he hit a buckle bomb. He goes for a two stone power driver. Cody reverses that. Cody's going for it. QT reverses that. Then Cody reverses it and hits the tombstone but only gets a two count, which I was like, oh, man, they're going to use Undertaker's finisher and not have it finish off the opponent. Um, then we saw Cody duck a punch. He hit a crossover, or a cross, crossover crossroads <laughs> only for a two count. I'm like, man, what is it going to take to get QT down? Exactly. I, think that, I think that was kind of the story of the match. Like, QT just was resilient. Um, Cody was confused, and, and the crowd started chanting, QT sucks. Cody helps him up, you know, still kind of looking, looking like, like this is still my friend deep down. I'm going to help him up. QT flips him off. Cody gets fired up, gets him into figure four. QT finally taps. And then we see that Cody's got a cut on his eye that he must have endured at some point at the end of the match. Yeah. I mean, I'm not still sure where that came from. Uh, he went into a move, was fine, came out bloodied. And I'm like, Cody was the aggressor. How did this happen? Yeah, it was definitely not a blade job. It was a it was a no. cut by his eye. He must have I don't yeah. know, hit something. So Yeah, probably hit his own gear somehow and did it himself. But um I, I liked the storytelling of, you know, Cody still trying to help his friend up and then his friend flips him off and said, Okay. You know, a few weeks ago when we, we had the exhibition, I wasn't gonna I was gonna let go. I wasn't gonna break your leg tonight, I'm gonna try to break your leg. Absolutely. And and have you noticed I, I thought about tonight. This is the third different storyline we've seen of Cody having a good friend betray him. Sean Spears, MJF, and now QT Marshall. And if you watch Sammy's vlog last week, he even references that with Fuego del Sol. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he makes him think he's got a whole big contract in there. And it's like, look, every friend I've brought in here has turned his back on me. Yep. So... I think uh, Fuego will get a contract at some point, and he'll do the same thing to Cody. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think he's big enough to be on Dynamite, though. I mean, I know no. he's got a good following on 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 Sammy's vlog, and and he's on Dark, but um, yeah, for the every week Dynamite audience, I don't think a lot of people would know who he is. But no, but I think he'll get a contract eventually too. Oh yeah. Uh, Post match, we saw Anthony Gogo head out to the ring, and he punches Cody right in the midsection, sent him down on the mat, and then he covers him up with a British flag. Uh, we're gonna get an announcement from Cody next week about his match at Double or Nothing. Gotta think it's a Gogo versus Cody, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I knew that punch was coming at some point. I figured it was gonna help QT win this match, so kind of threw me off when Cody actually won but I was still glad to see the punch brought in because, I mean, that's been the big focus here the last few weeks is that punch that Agogo has. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we talked about a few weeks ago. I was saying maybe he goes against Agogo. You're like, I don't think he's ready for a pay-per-view match. And, and, and I can't I was wrong. I, I don't think he probably is ready, but they're going to push him, push him hard. So. Or well, it'll be, you know, Cody says, screw this, we're doing the whole – Nightmare Family versus Factory at mm-hmm. Double or Nothing. Could be. Could be. Um, I still think we get Dustin against somebody with a bull rope match. Uh, for somebody from the Factory. QT, maybe. Yeah. That makes sense. They uh, really gotta, pay off. Got to find a way to injure Cody around Double or Nothing, because that should be about the time frame that he takes off to go be a dad That's for true. a while. That's true. Um, you know, you think back to Cody's two previous Double or Nothing matches. Last year, he won the TNT title against Lance Archer um, in the finals of the tournament, become the first TNT champion. year before, he had the epic bloody brother-versus-brother match against Dustin. So it'll be interesting. And, and you know, I I often ask you if what's the Re- WrestleMania version of AEW's pay-per-views, which is still too early to tell. You can make a case for almost all of them. But I'm really starting to think it is double or nothing 
because of what TK said today. And maybe they're just doing this being the first event that's going to be full capacity. He said on Busted Open today, which Tony Khan, by the way, is on Busted Open now every Wednesday. It's a new yeah. segment they're starting. He's on there every Wednesday. Um, so I was listening on the podcast. And he said that week, that Friday night, he I don't know if he misspoke or not. I'm guessing he didn't because he knows more <laughs> than I do. He said that Friday night show is going to be live on TNT. They're going to have Friday night. I'm guessing that means NBA playoffs is that week. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Then Saturday, they're having a fan fest. And then Sunday, it's got to be the pay-per-view. So they're kind of making it all a big weekend. See, I'm still... I, I That makes a good case for this being the WrestleMania mm-hmm. for AEW. But they have their name on the building in Chicago for All Out. I mean, a couple of them do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of leads me to believe that that is more than anything else, but I could be wrong. Well, and it's gonna be interesting because you got to think double or nothing. Twenty twenty two will be back in Vegas. Um, but are those two pay per views, double or nothing, and all out, stuck in Vegas and Chicago for good? <sighs> I don't know. Cause I got I got to think. I mean, because I don't think Full Gear is stuck in Baltimore. Forever. No, I think that. No. Was, and I'm not sure about Revolution. I don't think that. Because I was kind of surprised they did two of the first four pay per views in Chicago. Yeah, um, I think it's because they had such a big following when they yep. went to Chicago for the first All In mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah, it's um, a hot market for them. It is a hot wrestling yeah. market. So. So I don't know. I I hope they move though. I'm being. Yeah. I mean, it's it'll, it'll maybe one or two more there you, in Chicago, if keep, but if you keep one at the same location all the time, yeah. So well, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, double or nothing this year is from Daly's place, even though we'll have 5,500, which will be awesome. I, I wonder if they'll go back to the camera angle that they used at Daly's early in 2020 when they did the Dynamite episode. Hmm. It was a, because you know they changed the whole camera angle for they the did from the pandemic on. So yeah, with a full crowd, I don't think that camera angle works. I think they gotta Mm-mm. go back to the other one, which would look really cool. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be it'd be different again. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. The first time they introduced the current camera angles they have is when Cody and the Bucks walked out yep. and said, "Hey, uh, we weren't expecting this either." Yep, yep. It was, uh, and we've got used to it. So anything else gotta look different. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. Oh, absolutely. I like change. Uh, Then we see uh, last week, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page attacking Steen and Darby Allin after uh, the main event. Steen's apparently out of action after Scorpio put him in the heel hook. Um, Up in the stands, Alex Marvez is talking to Scorpio and Ethan Ethan Page. Sky says, Steen is nothing more than a mosquito sucking on the blood of A.W., Sky says, uh, we kill mosquitoes, and he lets Steen know that he's overstayed his welcome. Calls him Steve by his actual yeah. name. Yeah. Um, he said he's the franchise now. Uh, Ethan Page brings up his history with Darby Allen. says they have a lot of history, but their matches are that nobody has seen. Um, he says Allen's pain is to cover up a dent that Page put in his forehead. So is the piece of metal that he, he had to have put in his arm. Then Darby flies out of nowhere and smacks <laughs> yeah. Ethan really hard. Uh, he throws Sky into some garbage cans. He's able to climb up onto the barricade, hits a coffin drop on Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky runs over and smacks him with the trash can, which I was laughing the entire time. Just watching him run over with the trash can was pretty funny. Uh, Ethan Page, Page has on some like Louis Vuitton spiked boots, and Scorpio shows uh, Darby Allen's face right on them. And then they throw Darby down the concrete steps. Medical staff eventually comes and checks on Darby as Page and Sky look on. Darby is able to make his way to the back eventually. Yeah. Um, to find out that this was one of the few live segments of the show, uh, really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens next week. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely building. They're either building for um, Paige and Sky versus Darby and Sting or Darby and Lance. Yes. Because Sting is out of action. And maybe that's how mm-hmm. we finally get the answer to why Archer's been helping out. Maybe Sting says, look, I'm out six weeks, six months, whatever, due to this angle injury. 
I need you to take my place. Yep. That would make sense. I mean, because I feel like they've built Lance that they got to give him something good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they brought up on the promo a couple weeks ago. Keep bringing them in for good segments, taking them out, in, out. He can't keep doing yep. that. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. he tweeted tonight, it's about time for everybody to die. And then he didn't show up for the angle yeah. tonight. So, I know. I kept, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking for him to come through the, the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, where, where's he at? He's going to come from somewhere, yep. you know. When you'd get a weird camera angle, I'm like, okay, here you go. Oh, oh yep. wait, never mind. But I liked, I really enjoyed this segment. Um, Darby's a star. He doesn't need that oh, title. Oh, absolutely. We'll get to that in a bit. He doesn't need that title. And I like this team of Paige and Sky. They, they're making them look dangerous. They're making them seem yeah. like a real threat. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they could have brought him in and had him talk a big game and then never do anything heelish. Mm-hmm. And I think their first promo together to tonight's attack has just been perfect. Then we got a women's match, a squash match. Let's call it what it is. Britt yeah. Baker out with Rebel versus Julia Hart. And Britt pretty much dominated the match from start to finish and won via the lockjaw submission. Britt might be the best talent in all of professional wrestling at finding the hard camera and, and looking at it and making great <laughs> faces and reactions. She's yeah. awesome at that. I think uh, – That'll really throw her off if they move cameras. She's <laughs> going to go to do that, and she's going to be looking at the wrong spot. Whoops. Yeah. She's, she's just good. She's good. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Although, there's another heart in the wrestling business. That's nice to see. Yeah, what relation is she to the family? Uh, I don't know. All I know is they mentioned that she was from Canada. <laughs> she's one of the oh, she's from hearts. Canada. Oh, most hearts are from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. She probably spent some time in the dungeon. Probably. Um, we then. And, I, I like when they do this. They haven't done this in a while. Taz uh, breaking down Christian Cage's move set and the frog splash and the kill switch. He shows uh, Cage having a lack of ex- explosion from his quads to get bigger impact on the frog splash. He then critiques his kill switch finisher. We then see uh, how powerhouse Hobbs was able to throw Christian around in their match and get out of it. Taz also mentions how Brian Cage defeated the number one contender, Hangman Page. So... Christian's definitely not challenging for the title, a double or not. He's got to do nope. something against Team Taz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's cage versus cage. That's what I'm, I'm starting to think. I'm thinking so too. And I'm really hoping that uh, Cage turns on Team Taz. Yeah, it's interesting because they really teased that for about three straight weeks. And then it's been nothing for two or three weeks in a row. Unless, you know, Brian Cage is just sitting there going, you know, it's going to come. Why even lead on? Well, what a big four surprise! In the rankings now, mm-hmm. hey man, fell to five. I know. Loss. I don't that, understand that. That one threw me through a loop because they said, you know, uh, we'll get to. Now I'll bring that up in a minute. <laughs> and it could it could be uh, we might get a tag there. It could be Christian and Hangman versus Cage and somebody else from Team Taz. Yeah, or something. I'd be okay with that. We then get the number one contender uh, four-way tag team match. The winner of this match would face the young, will face the Young Bucks next week. Varsity Blondes of Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. against SCU of Christopher Daniels and Frank Kazarian. The claimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. It's the title mm-hmm. eliminator match. Um, what what a rap by Max Caster. And Tony Khan said he hyped it up today on Busted Open, said this was his favorite rap that Max has done so far and that it was going to get really close to the censorship lines of TNT. And it did. It did. I had to text you and go, what did he just say? Yep. <laughs> it was pretty close to calling mm-hmm. the young bucks a pretty bad word, but it, <laughs> it was, it was funny. Um, I did like the line about um, dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. That was good because the episode tomorrow night on season Brian three, Pillman. they about Brian Pillman and Brian Pillman jr. Is in it gets interviewed a little bit so yeah check that out on vice tv tomorrow if, if you can yeah. should be a good one i'll be watching it um this match was a good match was a, i gotta i gotta be honest the picture in picture bothered me all night tonight uh, mm-hmm. this it match, was at weird points the blood, or, blood and guts match really bothered me yeah um basically scu got the win which we all kind of figured after last week's promo um and, and they had the varsity blondes eat the pen, which I think is the right thing to have 
have that happen again. So next week it'll be friends against friends. It'll be SU is thirteen and zero now on the seat on the on the season on the year um, against the Young Bucks. So that's that's gonna be a fun one for the tag titles. And if SU loses, they're done as a team. So uh, putting you on the spot, your prediction for next week? The Bucks retain and SU is done as a team. Okay. Okay. How about you? What say you? I'm gonna go SCU. All right. I mean, why not give CD one more title reign before he yeah. fully steps backstage? And what better than a tag title? Yeah, that'd be Frankie's second ring. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And it could also turn into a Page Sky SCU feud because Frankie at one point said that if it wasn't for Sky, they wouldn't have been tag champs. Mm-hmm. So now to win it without Sky. Yeah, good point. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good match next week for sure. Yeah. It's um, only one of the titles that will be on the line of three <laughs> next week. One of the other ones yes. going to be the IWGP U.S. Championship. John Moxley's, Moxley's going to be defending against Yuji Nagata. Um, it was We got a nice little promo for that. And Moxley pretty much said he's everybody's wondering when Nagata's just won't get up again and everybody's going to learn that very soon who wins this match next week paul moxley think mox keeps that title some more i think mox keeps that title i I think it's about time he loses that title and somebody from japan gets it back but i don't know if this guy's the right guy to do it could be some interference from the elite that cost him the match i agree but i don't think it'll happen on dynamite be a new japan show yep yep he'll yeah, drop it over I, there i still think we're definitely going to get some new japan bullet club crossover eventually, eventually well so. yeah they 25 percent off till what today that ended this morning at 1 a.m eastern time it was a 48 hour sale so which it's funny how they do that because yes you do save some money but if you live outside of chicago where you can go pick it up <laughs> they still get you on the shipping the so shipping makes about, up for that you save about three dollars <laughs> instead yeah. of what looks like like 12 to begin with right but, right and it's not any cheaper for us i mean chicago's like two and a half hours yeah, away give or I'm take not driving up there to get my shirt you know exactly spend my gas money to yeah we'd spent more in gas than yeah. we would have yep. in shipping unless yeah. you were already going to chicago for some other reason but to answer your question, Paul, I did go ahead and got my first ever Bullet Club shirt. So You're one up on me. I do not have a Bullet got, Club got shirt. A, I got a Hangman. Hangman Page Bullet Club shirt because I didn't ah. have a Hangman shirt. So I thought. Twofer. I was, I was either him or Kenny. I was going back and forth. But the Kenny <laughs> ones, for some reason, were twenty nine ninety nine before the discount. And most of the rest were twenty four ninety nine. Kenny's got gold. But Kenny was the top two sellers of the week. Yeah. So shows you that. Yeah. His, his popularity there. So, okay, and he's no, got no, gold. No, no, <laughs> pro wrestling tees, even though they're a great company. Yeah. And speaking of Kenny, we saw Tony Schiavone come out. And, uh, the, Kenny's coming out for a big announcement for Double or Nothing regarding his title. Omega comes out with Nakazawa and all his titles, all four, which I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter just having a fit that he wasn't wearing at least one <laughs> of the Impact titles, um, which I would be a little peed if I was Impact. Yeah, but I think. I know why he did it because his announcement was around the AEW title. So he wanted the focus to be on that title. Did you see the interesting possibility with the triple A title this week? Uh, Yes, I did. And yes, I did challenge. Oh man, that match would be awesome. I hope it happens. And And I hope it happens on dynamite. And that would be a good opponent for Kenny to lose that title too. Cause eventually he's going to have to lose all these titles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's let's let him keep him for, you know, a couple months and then mm-hmm. yeah. drop something. Yeah. I mean, how often is he defending the triple A? Oh, rare. I mean rarely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. so let's get through double or nothing and then let's let Andrade beat him for the belt. I'm okay yep. with that. Yep. Um but uh, he's they're talking about next week's uh, match between the number one and number two ranked guys, Orange Cassidy and Pac. Talk about how Pac's already beat Omega once. And Omega's come to conclusions that Pac's going to be the guy he goes against. He's not even really um, 
acknowledging Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy comes out on stage for a big pop. I mean, the crowd's chant freshly squeezed really, really loud. <laughs> uh, pretty much the rest of the promo was a lot of trash talk about from Omega towards Cassidy. He even takes his Ray-Bans and puts them on Nakazawa, said they look better on Nak. Uh, he tells Cassidy that maybe in 10 years, when Cassidy becomes a full-grown man, maybe we'll see him in the ring. Omega heads off with Orange standing there looking annoyed. So what say you, Paul, next week? Who wins and becomes the number one contender to face Omega at Double or Nothing? Is it Pac or is it Orange? Well, I was going for Pack, but you convinced me to change my mind. So I'm going Orange. I think you're right. I don't I think he'll win the title, that- but... If that's the case, that's going to headline double or nothing. Yeah. Omega versus Orange Cassidy, which I think could be a great match, but, oh, I don't. But I will say, I, I then I thought, you know, I don't know if Orange is ready. You know, he doesn't need the title. But in front of 5,500, you heard how over he is tonight. Even in a losing effort, that crowd's going to be hot for Orange that night. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's and... what they're thinking. And my thought on it is look at the match he put on with Jericho. Yep. All three of them. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Kenny underestimates Orange. I mean. I think think it would be a heck of a match when Kenny pulls out at the end. Maybe not the cleanest way. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, no. Kenny would not be dropping the title to Orange right now. Too hot. Too hot. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yep, I, I agree with you. I think I think Orange wins next week, but it's going to be interesting. should be a good one. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that match. Revolution 2020, pack against Orange. Yes. Orange first yeah. man, that was a heck of a match. It was. So it was. That. So. Uh, Although. Right, well, go ahead. That would mean that Orange would have to actually beat Pack this time. Yes. Well, he's got a little better since then. He's beat uh, some quality opponents. Yeah, he's one of those improved guys. Yes. Then right before Blood and Guts, we saw Miro head out to the stage, speak with Tony Giovanni. Miro just takes away the mic and says nobody's going to distract him from his destiny. He says if someone has a title, they have a problem. Miro pulls out a signed contract. It says seven days from tonight, he's come for AWTNT champion Darby Allen on next week's Dynamite. Miro says next week the world finds out when the mind who uh, doesn't mind dying meets the man who doesn't mind killing him. Yeah, I thought Miro delivered a really good, Solid promo mm-hmm. until that last line when the man who doesn't mind dying meets the man who doesn't mind killing him. It it lost me. Well, Darby I mean, is fearless, doesn't care about his body. And how they've built Darby up is, you know, he's almost lost the title every week. He, he keeps finding ways to pull it out. You know, what's it going to take to beat him? Miro. Miro's what it takes. Miro's the new TNT champion come next week in the main event, I think. We don't often agree about uh, title changes, but I agree with you on this one. It's time, and he's the right it person is. to put it on, make yep. a beast TNT champion, a heel beast TNT champ, and and uh, Darby doesn't need the title anymore. No. He's a star. They've accomplished what they wanted with him. Miro's time, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had a heel TNT champion since Brody. Correct. And he was a monster. And he was so, only t- champion for five weeks. Because he was starting to get sick, and he knew it. And not well, to the full extent he expected, well, but he knew something was up. Not necessarily, they, they really just did it because Cody was off TV taping. When Cody came back, they did a dog, dog collar match. There was supposed yeah. to be more of a payoff. Then Brody got sick. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I think Brody was supposed to win it back at some point. Um. But again, he got sick. Yeah, I think that, I think there was supposed to be more at full gear, and we never yes. never got it. So. Right, right. So it's time for Mirror to step up yep. and finish what Brody couldn't. Yep. Next week on Dynamite, big card. We're gonna get Tony Schiavone interviewing Jade Cargill. Got John Moxley defending the IWGP US Championship against Yuji Nagata. Young Bucks defend their tech team titles against SCU. Cody Rhodes making his double or nothing announcement. And Darby defending the TNT Championship against Miro. Fun card. Solid card. I'm looking forward to it. And then it was the last hour. Chaos. It was chaos. <laughs> it was the pinnacle 
MJF, Sean Spears, Warlow, and FTR with Tully Blanchard against the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz in the Blood and Guts match. Two rings surrounded by a big cage with an enclosed roof on it. Yes. Don't even know where to start, what to cover <laughs> here, because there was so much awesome action. Don't, you know, don't shoot me for the pun here, but this was total nonstop action. <laughs> it was. It was start to finish. I mean, Sammy started the match against Dax Harwood. He busted. I called it. Told you Dax yes, you did. to bleed. Yes, uh, yes. I, uh, I thought it was going to be Sammy. I figured in the two-on-one yeah. moment, Sammy would get busted open. Dax got busted open got quick. Busted about 10 seconds left on the countdown before Spears yeah. came in. Spears came in, hit Sammy with a headshot. Kind of a more safe one than he hit Cody with, though. It was kind of to the side, but still hit him with the headshot. Every shot's been safe compared oh, to what yeah. he gave Cody. Yeah. yeah, that lip of the chair. They're not trying that again. They got no. some bad PR from that. Um, a cool chair, though, designed with the chairman logo on the back. Um, so those two are going at it. Then we saw Ortiz come in, equally odds, came in with the chair. Then we saw Cash Wheeler come in. Of course, FDR started hitting him with combo tag team moves. Saw Sammy pull out some crazy moves tonight. Told you he'd hit the craziest oh, moves. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple. I don't even know how to explain what he did um, <laughs> on the rope. There was some sloppiness during this match because you could tell the ropes were getting bloody and sweaty. And saw a couple people kind of fall on botches and, and just. Yeah. But I loved it. That That's what makes this match blood and guts. I mean, it was just oh, high yeah. intensity. It's not going to be clean. It's going to be dirty and nasty and. And the fact that Sammy pulled off that coast-to-coast so smoothly that far in, exactly, that far into the match at that, yeah, I mean, he was already getting worn out, and I just, seeing him climb up there, I'm like, he's not going to make it all the way across. No, I I thought he'd come up a little short. Yeah, and he made it. Yep. He's a freak athlete. The kid's kid's going to be a stupid superstar and well, I think everything everybody shined pretty good in this match, but Sammy, I thought, shined maybe a little brighter than everybody else. Yeah, um, I will hope somebody has checked on uh, Jake because I'm I'm afraid he injured his groin with that split he did as he was trying to hit a move on Wardlow at one point and just slid on the mat. Well, there was one point in the match I thought Spears hurt his knee. Spears was mm-hmm. limping around for a while, but then I think it maybe was just I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just had a pull or something. Carnage, <laughs> but I mean, everybody's going to be feeling the effects of that for a while. Um, yeah, this shortened then, some careers, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then the third member to come in was Santana, and then we saw uh, um, Wardlow come in, but he came in there in picture in picture, which drove me nuts because then we saw with Santana Ortiz and Sammy all trying to attack him at once. Then we saw Hager. We knew those two were going to come in at the same time. Oh, Hager, yeah. Hager's uh, beating up the pinnacle, and then those two face off, start throwing blows. Then MJF came in, and then Jericho finally came in, and then both teams go to one ring each, meet in the middle, which was fun. That was funny because Wardlow and, and Hager tried to jump over the ropes, and they couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it was chaos. It was awesome. We saw the ring, Darren, picture in picture again, the ring get brought up to the plywood we saw a turnbuckle get ripped out um chairs everywhere uh fork um a little <laughs> shout to adula the, the butcher um santana used a fork on mgf twice um baseball bat floyd got in there everybody was getting busted open um also against in picture in picture tolly blanchard takes out bryce rimsberger has the key opens up the door so mgf goes up the scaffolding Chris Jericho's trying to get out. Tully's trying to keep him in there. Chris Jericho throws the cage door open. He goes up there, but Chris knows they're on picture in picture. So he climbs up there, yeah. kind of halfway waits. Yeah, he was. The camera, pumping yeah. up the crowd. I was nervous about him going up there because Chris is probably the most, at least, athletic <laughs> guy in this match. He's the oldest. He's sweaty. He's tired. I'm like, just don't fall going, yeah. going up there. He was, uh, you know overlapping yeah, each, he was. each time. I'm like, he's making sure one yep. way or the other, he's not falling down. Took a sweet time. He got up there on top of the cage. Him and MJF are brawling. And really, they just showed them the whole time, even though commentary kept saying, you know, stuff can happen down here on the bottom of the rings too because it was the first team that submitted or surrendered. 
Yeah. That's the rules. This was different than NXT War Games, which is pinfalls and all that. This was classic War Games. Yep. Um, and uh, um, Jericho gets MGF in the walls of Jericho one time. Looks like MGF's going to tap, and MGF hits him with a low blow with his left hand, gets him in the soul of the earth, um, keeps working on the arm, steps on his uh, hand, kicks his arm, bites his arm, keeps getting him in that. Then Jericho gets out of that. Then MGF looks over and gets the idea of maybe throwing him off the cage. Looks like he's going to throw him off. And he yells down to the inner circle, surrender, or I'm throwing him off. Finally, Sammy says, we surrender, as they're all trying to make their way up the cage. Then MGF ends up throwing Jericho off the cage into what you described as some plywood. Yeah. That that was the first angle when it happened was the best angle, in my opinion. Because you couldn't you couldn't see the pad underneath, you couldn't see the plywood, you know, it looked okay, you know, you knew this wasn't exactly concrete and metal like they mm-hmm. were describing, but it still hurt. Yes. And then all the replays just kind of took away from that. Yeah. And and I should mention Jericho got busted open on top of the cage from the diamond ring punch from MJF. Yes. Which hopefully he doesn't win again next year. Yeah, <laughs> kind of part of his thing, though. Um, but we'll we'll see what, what comes out of this. I definitely don't think it's the last of this rivalry, but I think they should keep Jericho off TV for a while. Oh, absolutely. And I think they have to because I think uh, Jericho heads off for a Fozzie tour in the next week or two. Is it start already? I knew it started sometime this year. I yeah, because it was started. June or July. He's going to be either in Chicago or Indy. Okay. So, I know he's going to be close by pretty quickly. Yeah, so. I, know, I know, though, uh, there was a point before the pandemic when we thought he was going to be leaving for a tour and they yeah. never did. Right. And that wasn't because of the pandemic. It was just he never, no. never did. So Yeah, because he, he never had any shows on Wednesday night, so yeah. he just flew to wherever they were. And mm-hmm. the shows and the tour kind of were pretty close mm-hmm. to each other, I think done on purpose. Mm-hmm. But... I don't we know. Did, yeah, keep him off. We did see MJF say thank you. He yelled down thank you to Chris Jericho, which he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's the top heel. He's, he's one of the top guys in the company. Mm-hmm. For they, now. They, they did do a great job of the shots with MJF, even if the finish wasn't the best. The shots of him were really good. My biggest complaint, Sammy lost the stadium stampede. Mm-hmm. Now he's the one that's going to go down for losing blood and guts. Don't do that to the poor kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could have had Hager, who's never even wrestling anymore. Why could? Why didn't he call it? Because he can't talk. Well. <laughs> and Santana Ortiz don't speak the. I mean, they speak fine English, but that's probably why, though. I mean, Sammy's the easiest to understand out of the four. Yeah, but the I mean, voice and the most vocal. Jake could have at least said, "Quit, quit, quit." Yeah, I, I mean, mean, the others were kind of waving their arms, so I don't yeah, know. we'll see how it plays yeah. out. But I hope we get one of these matches every year. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, NXT absolutely! Does war games every year, so yeah, yeah. And I think, well, last year it was quoted as the first ever blood and guts, which yes. kind of made you feel like there were going to be more. Yep. So maybe yeah. uh maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna be a future event. Yeah, it could be. They could uh right before double or nothing every year. Yeah, I like I like it being a part of a special dynamite. I don't want it to be its own pay per view. I like keeping the four pay per views. Oh yeah. Including Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen and all those too. Mm-hmm. So, but no, fun episode. Um yeah. great grading time. Mm. I'm giving it an A. Um, I, I, I don't follow Twitter while I'm watching the show. So I had no clue until you told me that the first half was pre-taped matches because it seemed, you know, they had the live logo, which they never do for their tape stuff. It felt live compared to their more tape stuff. One thing that also kind of gave it away how the first show was taped was the camera angles they were using. You could definitely tell it was darker outside than it should have been. Mm, true. 
True. And then because they weren't cutting those angles, you would usually see kind of the background. Right. In yeah. In the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna agree with you. An A. I almost gave an A plus. Just the in the finish, we've seen worse finishes. <laughs> <laughs> we have. But the finish and and one thing they didn't no really sparklers. Catch, Right before the, exactly, no sparklers at least. <laughs> before the finish happened, I don't think they meant to capture this on camera, but MJF and Jericho were talking to each other, and the camera caught that. Yeah. So you knew something yeah. was going to happen. I'm like, I, I hate when they accidentally do that because it kind of kind of yeah. just ruins that, the moment. At that point, I knew he was going through. Yeah. Yeah, we all know he was still going, going over, but. You know, if anything, when MJF leaned over, he should have done it like he was you know, smack talking, not just to exactly. lean over and, and then literally come see back him up. talking to each other, like on yeah. his knees. I'm like, Oh, well they, that was just a botch camera. I mean, wasn't supposed to happen. It's like, uh, right. One of the war games in the early nineties when Sid vicious had one of the Steiners in the corner, I think it was Scott Steiner. And he was going to hip toss him or Irish whip him through the, to the other side. And the camera accidentally was like right there, like this close. And you could hear Sid vicious go, you ready, buddy? Okay, here we go. And that got caught. It got huge heat because at the time that stuff didn't fly in the early right. '90s. And <laughs> said being said, but yeah, um, but no, yeah, I agree. A, it was a fun, fun show. Lived up to expectations. I loved it. I think it does the highest rating easily the Dynamite's ever done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Build from <laughs> here through double or nothing. Time to yep. Time to get the shows going again. And and TK said they'll be touring. Sooner than people expect, but I still think that means July. Maybe mid, June. Maybe June. Mid June. Maybe June. Mid June. Mm-hmm. So, New um, York City says they're opening up to 100% in June. So, I thought it was July. Is it? I thought both July for all, of Chicago and in New York. I don't remember what I, I said did this see morning. A few, a few MLB teams <laughs> came out and said if they get approval from their. Local health departments, they're opening up full capacity. So okay. things are starting to open up as people are getting vaccinations. So um, wrestler, wrestler of the night or wrestler of the week. MJF. Because he actually bled. No, I mean, he he did good. He did good. That was one of his best performances. Um, I was excited. I mean, I wanted Inner Circle to win this because I'm a Jericho fan. I'm a Sammy fan. Oh, I was rooting for Inner Circle. I think I'm but everybody. I knew Pinnacle was yeah. going to win it. it I just wasn't sure sense. how. Yeah. Best for business. It's yeah. It's going to be the year of the Pinnacle. Let's be honest. And like I said, MJF, one of the best performances he's given that I can recall. I was going to go MJF as well, but I'm going to cheat and say the Pinnacle as a unit. Ooh, okay. Winning the team, victory. they yep. all contributed to the victory. They all got some good spots, and they all came out looking stronger than they did before. So they are yep. the dominant team in AEW now. Yeah. Dominant uh, action, I should say. And my final thought, focus on the other guys in the pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we went off air focused on MJF because he threw Jericho off the top of the cage. They're doing that on purpose. He's the He's the next big thing. Yeah, I know that, but you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta give credit yeah, where credit's the, due. He's the flair, flair, yeah. flair's still at the end of the day got all the all the yeah. glory. So and still Triple gets H, the commercials. Triple H of the of evolution got all the glory at the end of the day. There's always that one. Per- Jericho for an inner circle. Yeah, it's all the glory. There is that, but I, I get what you're saying. But yeah. um no, I'm looking forward to next week's dynamite. Should be fun. No hangman tonight. No dark order. Tonight. Nope, nope. Very uh, good move keeping them off of TV. Is it just me or is the Dark Order? I enjoy their BTE bit still, but are they starting to lose it a little bit on Dynamite? I feel like they just don't lose, they don't win matches anymore. Yep, yep. They that might uh, be by design. Yeah, they need the exalted one or someone mm-hmm. of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's where this is all going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're losing more and more. Um, the only time, only wins five has is with 10. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Silver comes back and they start winning again, but we'll see. 
Yeah, and Hangman, I don't know where they go with him towards double or nothing. I I don't know. I think Hangman misses double or nothing somehow. He could. That'd be unless, a big start could. unless there's, you know, a big buy-in, get this, and you get a shot at the title next well, week. Yeah, yeah, there should there'll, there'll, there'll <laughs> probably be a ladder match yeah. for the chip or whatever. Yep. Briefcase, whatever they do. So Just learn from your past mistakes, TK. Mm-hmm. Don't make him challenge within like two weeks of winning exactly. it. Exactly. Build it a little bit afterwards. Yeah. A month at least. From then to September for All Out. And you know, we have a couple of special dynamites probably in between. So. Yep. Save it for a special dynamite, if nothing else. If you don't want to wait till All Out, do a special dynamite. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Well, uh, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or our Twitch channel. You can watch all of our past live episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast on, please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. It really helps us out a lot. And Paul, I'll let you close us out from here. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out another podcast.